Welcome to episode 19 of the Alicast. Of course, you know who I am, Phantom Alicard, bringing you the latest and greatest news in gaming, anime, movies, TV shows, and sometimes music. And first and foremost, I want to say to the early birds out there, welcome to the world. Happy Halloween to those that still celebrate Halloween. And in light of this, I'm going to do something different with the show and, and, and it to, to actually celebrate today's festivities. Now, keep in mind, I got a lot to do today, so this episode isn't actually going to be that long. And I, I do want to say that for those of you that are party party goers on Halloween, it sucks that this day had to fall on a Monday where you can party for like five minutes and then go to work with a hangover. Whereas if this was like a weekend or something, you could just party for as long as you wanted to and then recover over the weekend. But no, you, you got to start your week off. With you got to start your week off like this. Now, for those with for those with families that that just go out with their kids trick or treating, I hope you all have a good and safe trick or treating outing where you get all the candies in the world that you want, and hopefully you enjoy all the ways that you all decide to uh, enjoy the festivities. Now. Like I said before, I am going to be doing this a little bit different today. Of course, I do have some quick news that we're going to breeze right by. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a couple of creepy pastas just to take a break. There's no, there's not going to be any boring breakdowns or anything today. I'm not going to waste my time with any of that stuff. I'm over the Microsoft Activision stuff. I am done talking about it. I am absolutely done talking about it. Um, I don't know about y'all. Me personally, I, I I I just don't know how people can uh, can can it, it can take that all that in and still be interested. In it. It's just really it's just really old. I just I just kind of just wanted to be over with. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get to the quick news. The first thing in the quick news is Gino Machino the is the first person to clear Elden Ring all 165 bosses without even taking a hit of damage. So congrats to him. I'm very 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 happy to hear this. It's it's impressive, not surprising because when I played this, I found probably about 100 bosses, right? That means I'm about 60 off. So with that being said, you know, it's it's impressive because this game in itself takes a lot of effort to try and find every aspect, like every every dungeon, every boss in certain areas. It takes a lot to actually find that stuff. So it's impressive, not surprising, because there's a lot of people in the Souls community that try and do impressive things with the builds that they run with. And that's the beautiful part about these games, right? Like, you, you don't have to play this game in one way there's like a million different ways to actually play this game so this is a win for gino machino you can follow him on twitter and to, to actually see like the last 30 seconds of when he did it, it looked to when he completed this it looks like he did it in about nine and a half hours so that's good for him to actually get through this game as fast as he did because this game is pretty long when you're searching for stuff and i'm pretty sure it took a lot of practice so you know congrats to him I hope this inspired everybody else in the Souls community. It certainly inspired me to challenge myself in new ways. So you get to see that on, you'll actually get to see that on No Pain, No Game too. So in other news, Henry Cavill is stepping down as the Witcher as Geralt. 
to get back into DC films back as Superman reprising his role. Congrats to him. Hopefully DC gets their shit together and that everything starts to piece itself together a lot better than it has been in the last decade. But in his place, Liam Hemsworth will be playing Gerald in the fourth season of the Witcher. So it's a pretty solid trade-off. I mean, they're both pretty solid actors and I hate to do this to Liam. I mean, he's, under quite the shadow when it comes to Chris Hem- uh, Chris Hemsworth, but I think he'll be able to pull that off. So it, it's a it's a it's a good trade, and I don't think anything I don't think much is going to change with the show with him. And I could very well be wrong. I'm just speculating. So congrats to both of them. Hopefully everything goes to plan with The Witcher, and I hope that this next Superman, whatever Superman film is coming out, is going to be a thousand times better than all the films that's ever come out in DC. So in final news, we have a target employee has released the God of war Ragnarok game two weeks early. So with that being said, if you wonder why they have these like keys in place to where they can take us off the games, like this is one of the reasons why this happens, right? It's not really a shock that they have this. It sucks that they have to have it though. And I mean, this isn't like the first time we've heard it. I know of two other occasions that this has happened. And I think there's like one other occasion where somebody just got locked out of the game for no reason. But uh, the, the the first one that comes to mind is Death Stranding, where somebody got their hands on the game. People got their hands on the game too early, but they didn't lock them out. What they ended up doing was cutting. I believe they changed the ending so that when the real game came out, they could actually experience the ending and it didn't ruin it for anybody else that didn't have their hands on the game. So it's not, it sucks, and it's not surprising that something like this happens, but happened, but this is also one of the reasons why those keys are in place. So, you know, I hope everything works out. I hope everybody that got their hands on the game actually gets to enjoy the game. I hope none, another experience is ruined for anybody else that's looking forward to getting the game. Uh, and I hope the target employee that leaked, that, that released the game early actually learned something from this, so... Let's go ahead and get into the real stuff. But before we do that, I have extra content coming out this week on Patreon. So make sure you check that out for as little as a dollar a day. You can get access to that and old episodes of the Alicast before I revamp the show. So that'll be out this week. I'm working on another tier. So I'll announce that when it's actually done. For my YouTubers, if you want this in 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 audio form you can find me on spotify on the alleycast and on apple Podcasts as well and for the same thing with the spotify listeners and apple listeners if you want to catch this in video form i'm in i'm on i am on youtube i also have no pain no gain episode coming out this thursday before the actual live stream on twitch so make sure you check that out i just did a live stream last friday so you can go ahead and make sure you check that out when it comes out in in the edited form on youtube and you can catch it live without all of the edits on every friday at 6 p.m mountain time and that's it for the for the announcements i have a couple of creepy pastas picked out i haven't read any of them so i want to be just as surprised as you all are because i haven't read any of them I want, I want a disclaimer. I want to make a disclaimer. I do not have the voice of Corpse Husband. So I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. 
I also don't have the mystique of Corpse Husband when reading these stories. I have actually checked out his channels when he reads stuff like this. So, you know, I, I, I apologize if I disappoint. Also, my last disclaimer is, is that if you want to see how I read scripts when I do reviews on this channel on, on YouTube, then you get to see it in real time. So, yay. Uh, and I absolutely suck at reading scripts. I'm working on getting better at it, of course. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. There's always room to improve. But you get to see this in, in, in real time. So, the first story that we're going to read from Creepypasta is, I know the real reason why Silent Hills was canceled. This is about a five-minute read. So, but, but, but because it's me, it's probably going to be a little bit longer. So I am going to be just as surprised as you all are when reading this. So I didn't want to ruin any of the effects when, when doing this story. I didn't want to practice it. None of that stuff. I want to be able to, to be in as much suspense while reading it as you all are while you are listening to it. For any of those that don't get on Creepypasta, of course. And it's been a while since I've been on Creepypasta, so... I figured I'd do a short episode today in light of Halloween to do, and do this rather than the traditional stuff. So let's go ahead and get started with the first story. The following randomly, the following randomly appeared in my Gmail inbox in 2016. I have no idea who sent it and I have no idea why it was sent to me of all people. All I know is what it said. I know the real reason why Silent Hills was canceled. Sorry, I'd take a drink. For those who aren't into video games, I'll give you the Cliff Notes background. From 2012 to 2015, there was a new Silent Hill game in development. In addition to noted game designer Hideo Kojima, many many archers or archers of horror were involved, including manga artist Junji Ito and filmmaker Guillermo del Toro. In August of 2014, a playable teaser was released, simply titled PT. It was widely acclaimed and generated a ton of hype surrounding what fans were sure would be the best installment of the Silent Hill saga. And then, in 2015, Japanese entertainment conglomerate Konami suddenly canceled the project. Amid widespread criticism from fans, PT was removed from the PlayStation Store and made impossible to reinstall. Initial news reported that Konami was dissatisfied with the direction in which Kojima was taking the franchise. As time went on, the news changed its tune saying that the game was canceled due to corporate reshuffling at Konami. Both of these statements are false. I know because I was involved in the game's production. If you look at the Wikipedia page for Silent Hills, you'll see under cancellation that the video game website Polygon reported getting an anonymous tip confirming that the game had been canceled. I was the one who gave them that anonymous tip. I did it because I did. I need people to know the truth. Of course, no one believed me, so it was never actually published, so I decided to send the story to someone else at random. Maybe you can help me. The truth of the matter is, the game was canceled because, to put it, simple, to put it simply, we went too far. Early on in development, someone involved with the production of PT decided to do something a little different. They designed it so that the main ghost, Lisa, would follow the player throughout the game, 
causing scary noises and shadows throughout the teaser. Of course, the player only looks forward, so the model of Lisa is never actually seen. There was a lot of talks about wasting time developing a model that would constantly follow the player without being seen when it could have easily been done with simple sound design and effects. But ultimately, they decided it was best just to leave, leave be. Big mistake. As the teaser was developed, many of us, of course, would test it to make sure it was going well. Anyone who played it was immensely excited at first. We knew we had a massive hit on our hands. As time went on, though, the people who play tested the teaser started coming into work exhausted. At first, we just figured they were overworked. Creating a game is extremely intricate work, and developers spend long hours trying to perfect every little detail, especially with a release of this magnitude. And then, one day, one of the developers, whose name I won't disclose here, didn't come in at all. Those of us who knew him were immediately worried. He wasn't the kind of guy to just show up and miss work. We called him numerous times, but there was no answer. Eventually, one of the other developers who was friends with the missing guy called his wife to ask whether or not he was okay. After the call, it was said that said the man's face was a picture of shock. The man hadn't come into work because the previous night, he'd gone down into his basement and self-deleted from one of the rafters. Now I'm changing that because when I saw what it really says, like I'm not trying to get kicked off of YouTube for any, for any, for anything. So it's self-delete for anything. So just to give you a heads up, I, I was kind of just looking at this. Worry turned into shock, shock into sorrow, sorrow into grief. The man had no history of depression or anything that could have led to self-deletion. A week later, another person didn't show up. The first, the first death was still fresh in our minds, so we tried to prepare ourselves for what we assumed was, in, was inevitable. Sure enough, about an hour into what would have been their shift, we got a phone call from the person's family. The night before, they had made their way to the roof of the apartment building and jumped. I was there when we got the, this news directly. I remember one of the people in the room muttering to themselves, what the fuck is going on? If I have to be honest, and I do, I think a good many of us knew in the back of our minds what was going on, but we didn't want to accept it. At one point, someone from the Public Security Intelligence Agency, Japanese FBI, visited us to interview us and get any info they could about the people we'd lost. I'm pretty sure they were dissatisfied with what they got, but while I was talking to them, I couldn't help but feel like they weren't telling us everything. I mean, I guess I should have expected as much. What intelligence agency tells its people everything? But it definitely aroused suspicion. It wasn't until three more people died that we got the email. Before one of the people self-deleted, they sent something to our office's email address. I never actually got to see it for myself, but one of the people who handles our emails is a friend of mine, and she did get to see it. According to her, it simply read, she won't stop following me. I can feel her breathe on the back of my neck. I can't keep doing this. Goodbye. 
it wasn't long after that we got word that the game was being canceled. All of our progress over three years was gone. And at that point, I think most of us were relieved and disappointed. Whatever was going on needed to stop and damn the expense. I couldn't bring myself to go to the first few funerals. I know that's selfish, but what can I say? I didn't want to be the, I, I didn't want it to be real. Eventually, I made the effort to go to the funeral of the man who had sent the email. His wife was inconsolable. It wasn't until halfway through the service that she managed to get any kind of words out. I went up to her to pay my respects, and out of nowhere, I remember her. I remember asking her why she thought it had, why she thought it had happened. She was obviously taken aback by my answer, but being the strong woman she is, she wiped her tears and told me. She said that for years, for a year or so before his death, the man had had a lot of trouble sleeping. He had never had issues with insomnia before, but suddenly he was lucky to get as much as three hours. As time went on, he got much, he got worse and worse. He became frightened of his home after dark. Sometimes he'd even go to stay at a hotel just to avoid being in the house after sundown. He started rapidly losing weight. His eyes were in a constant glaze and as if he were constantly staring into something beyond what anyone else could see. The one time his wife got up the nerve to ask what was wrong, the man uttered one word, Lisa. It wasn't long after that that he self-deleted. The wife told me point blank that she wondered if she'd been responsible, but I assured her she wasn't. I gave her a hug and said goodbye. I don't think any of us were surprised when PT was removed from the PlayStation store and made unable to download. I think I like to think they did it for the right reasons and not for problems with public relations. Although none of us ever said anything about it to each other, I think we all knew. We'd let something loose. I didn't believe it at first. How could I? Then, the other night, as I was making my way towards my bedroom, I felt the unmistakable tingle of cold, fetid, I hope I'm saying that right, fetid breath down the back of my neck. I turned around with a start. Nothing was behind me. I know what's to come, and I'm terrified. The email ended there. I couldn't make heads or tails of it at first. I was sure it was a friend playing a prank or something. I, arch I archived the email pretty much forgot all about and pretty much forgot all about it. Then in 2019, an indie developer named Lance McDonald used what he called camera patches to allow the player MPT to look three, 360 degrees. As it turned out, after a certain point in the game, the ghost Lisa actually does follow directly behind you throughout the rest of the teaser. That reminded me of the email, which I'm really glad I saved. I still don't exactly know what this means, and I'm all the more afraid because of it. So that story got like an 8.46 out of 10. That's a pretty good story. I liked it. I actually like how, it, how, how they did that. I think out of all the creepypastas that I've ever seen, like one of the famous creepy creepypastas that everybody would, would honestly would probably be more familiar with would be the, I believe it was the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, where that, where uh, I think it was like every time, like the, the cartridge, you pop the cartridge in, like the little guy would follow you everywhere. 
the little creepy statue would be following you everywhere. So I thought that was pretty good. I think I love cre- creepy pastas like this. I think it's a pretty, pretty, pretty solid imagination. But what would be some funny, some funny shit if it wasn't imagined, but you know, it's a pretty good imagination. This next story is called James retina. This is about a six minute read. So again, this is me. We're talking about, I suck at reading scripts as you can hear, like my tongue, seriously, I need to tie the shoes of my tongue because I trip over my tongue constantly. So let's go ahead and read this story. James retina. Have you ever heard of James retina? Unless you were big into the home brew floppy disc game scene in the eighties, specifically in San Francisco and the surrounding central California region, it's unlikely you've heard of it, let alone played it. While unconfirmed, it is generally believed that the game was created as a part of an anonymous art project and secretly distributed by the artist or art team to see what would happen. People who claim to have owned a copy of James Retina all agree that theirs have a number and written on the disc in white marker likely for the creator's identification. The highest number confirmed is 210. The game starts as a, as a, with a, what? hold on. Did I read that right? The game starts as a, with a simple title screen with the names of the creators, John Doe and Alan Smithy. The years 19, the year 1986 and the company Cornea Integrated Associates the only sound is a dull single note groan that some players didn't notice, perhaps because the note was unusually quiet or they had their sound turned down too far to hear it. Of course, the most striking thing about the opening title is the image that takes up the full screen, a somewhat grainy picture of what appears to be a human eyeball, complete with long optic nerve trailing behind it resting on a blue surgical napkin. The eyeball has been extracted with great care, with no damage taken to the fragile nerve endings, which are spread out on the napkin to show their size and complexity. As the optical nerve attach, attaches as the, at the back of the brain, right above the cerebra, uh, cerebellum, goodness gracious, there is no way to perform a surgery like this without killing the patient unless the patient was already dead upon extraction. The eyeball, brown, adult size, given the presence of a slightly bloody scalpel, has been skewered on the tip of a scalpel so that it is pointing towards the camera while still giving a view of a length of the optic nerve. People who have recreated the title screen photo by drawing it from memory have pointed out that the placement of the pupil to the way the nerve is curled and frayed on the napkin and angle of the scalpel seem to follow the golden spiral ratio, meaning that someone worked very hard to position the camera in just the specific way to their liking. Something that many who have studied the game point out is the sheer amount of work taken into creating the photo. Someone went to a great deal of effort to find a body, find a surgeon with immense skill to remove an eyeball without damaging a single nerve ending and 
position the slippery organ by piercing it with the object of its removal to an artistically pleasing ratio must have had this image in their mind for a very long time. This was not taken by an amateur photographer, but by someone who studied the craft and possibly had a career in the trade. Once choosing new game, the only option on the title screen, the title screen disappears with a spiral wipe and the new image arrives with the same style of wipe, revealing another slightly grainy photograph, this time of a woman, presumably Jane from the game's title, from the neck up. Players report that the way the photo is taken in, taken in itself is unnerving. The bottom of the frame does not include the outward curves of her shoulders, giving the optical illusion that her neck is far longer than it should be. Players describe the woman as in her mid to late 30s with perm dark brown hair that extends below the frame. They say she looks to be Hispanic or possibly multiracial, uh, but as the photo was grainy, it is difficult to tell. Her fa she faces the camera looking directly into the lens. The players describe her expression as calm and controlled, similar to a driver's license or passport photo. They all describe a strong sense of intelligence in her face, as though she wasn't just po posing for a photo, but looking directly at the players behind the screen. The background is the same shade of blue from the surgical napkin on the title screen. There are only two options, closer and stop. Choosing stop closes the game and sends you back to your desktop. Choosing closer focuses the camera about half an inch or so closer to her face. This is not immediately apparent as the distance moved is so small, it looks like we're just getting the same picture each time the button is pressed, not becoming noticeable until the 20th or so click. Rapid clicking is not possible as the button remain, remains indented for about 10 seconds before being available to, available to again. I think they need to really work out their typos here. Uh, every time the player clicks closer, the camera moves the same distance. This is not simply enlarging, enlarging the photo, but we are actually getting a new photograph each time. As the players point out by now, the woman's eyes adjust focus on the camera at each new distance. After clicking closer roughly 200 times, we see that the camera is aiming for the woman's left eye. By this time, at least 30 minutes of clicking has been performed. Many people who have played the game have given up out of the boredom of by this point. By an additional 20 minutes, the blue background can no longer be seen, with the woman's face and hair taking up the entirety of the screen. By another 10 or by another 10 only, her face is visible, continuing the calm expression. After a combined hour, only, left, only her left eye is visible, staring directly into the camera. It is here that some remaining players say they'd quit the game as the camera was so close to her eye that it seemed absurd that closer button was still available. Remembering the shock image, the shocking image. Remembering the shocking image of the severed eyeball from the title screen, they stopped the game from not wanting to see what happens any further. 
The ones who persisted either from curiosity or from not wanting to admit they'd wasted an hour of their day say that the camera continues to the surface of her eye. Although there is no obvious change in the camera, the image now gives the impression that we have entered the woman's eyeball and we're seeing showing the interior surface of the eyeball with pink veins branching from the retina. Continuing to push closer takes the player through the eyeball into what appears to be the optic nerve and in, in, in its socket, though giving given that all of the, all surfaces are pink, it's hard to tell. This would be a simple enough illusion with modern graphics, but in 1986, practical, practical effects must have been used, making the passage from exterior to interior all the more impressive. A small end, uh, endoscopic camera must have been used to get this effect. Though such technology was difficult to access in 1986. Where and how the makers of this game received an endo endoscopic camera is yet another mystery. The closer button is still available, leading the player to follow the optic nerve through the skull and under the surface of the brain. Some players say this moment as opposed to what they've seen previously, is what made them physically ill, to eventually reaching where the nerves fray and fans out into the out into the optical uh, optical lobes. Uh, I hope I I hope I said that right. Hold on. Occipital lobes. Sorry. Players who have studied pictures of this part of the brain afterwards point out that this entire journey must have been performed on a living person or at or at absolute least one that had died very very recently as there is no graying or discoloration at all in the tissues and it's at this point having reached the op uh, uh, occipital lobes where the closer option vanishes a new button appears on the opposite side of stop reading further the rules of further seem to be the same as closer, as it can only be clicked once every 10 seconds, but the distance between clicks is significantly longer. The, click, the first click sends the player back several inches to where the eyeball had once been. Now a red but careful, carefully clean empty, empty, oh, I'm sorry, now a, uh, several inches to where the eyeball had once been, now a red but carefully clean empty socket. Another click brings you to see both the socket and the other eye. The third shows her, us her full face, though the calm intelligence is no longer present. The fourth click is a return to the shot of her face, hair, and neck, her skin tones, so, uh, sallow, and jaw slack in death. The fifth click takes us further back, farther than the opening image, showing that her head had been, has been severed right below where the initial picture had had been uh, had uh, had cut, showing a small stain of blood on the blue background behind her. Sixth click shows the head alone on the many blue surgical napkins. The further button disappears at this point, with the only option being stop. Given the way her hair is hanging from her scalp. There is no way the head is lying down on a surface 
with the camera suspended above. Players of the game and uh, players of the game and tried recreating the image by having a long-haired person lie on their back and take a photo from above versus having them stand and taking a photo from straight on. The hair would have be would be spread out at least a little, leading players to believe that the head was somehow suspended against a wall of napkins. Creators of James Retina have never come forward, likely out of fear, knowing they would undoubtedly be arrested. The woman in the game has never been identified, though several missing persons cases have been applied as possible leads. The most haunting aspect of the game, which all players who have completed it agree, is whether or not the woman knew she was going to die. Her expression is either that of someone who believes she is only participating in a harmless art project or someone who is absolutely at peace with her fate. This story got 8.11 out of 10. That's interesting. You know, I want to look that up sometime. And I think I will. I think I will in, to, in this week's extra content. So y'all might want to stay tuned for that. So I will look that up. I'm actually going to save this page so that I can, um, so I can check it out for myself. I've never heard of this before. I don't even know if this is real. So that'll be one of my side projects as of this week. But I hope y'all have, I hope y'all enjoyed the stories. I, I, I apologize for my reading skills. My reading skills are trash public school. Um, so with that being said, y'all have a great Halloween and y'all have a great rest, rest of your week. Again, remember to follow those links in the, in the, in the bottom, in the description where everything will be posted and you can catch this again, Friday. You can find you can find me again on Friday. I will see you then. Y'all have a great week again. Happy Halloween. Again, don't work too hard. If you do, make sure you get paid for it. I'll see you next time. Peace.